thank you so much, Vicar. Yeah, yeah, I'll be like 20 minutes if that's it. Yeah, Luke should be coming soon just to, you know, to come and pick me up. Oh, but thank you so much, Vicar. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank you. I can't believe the Vicar's let me use this. Right. Right, what have I done with that book? Where'd I put it? I just had it in my hand. Uh. Ow! Fucking what? It's there. Right. Where's the first page? Right. Make sure. Right, candle. Candle. Uh, right. And some music. Right, the board's there. Right, okay. Put all the pieces onto the board, okay. Right. I'm calling on any spirits present. Please give me a sign if you can hear me. Hmm. What does it say in the book? Make yourself known. I'm Harry from the Who Can... No. Uh, my name is Harry. Use me as your conduit. If there's anybody there, please make yourself known. Give me a sign that there's somebody there. Well, it's not working, is it? Well, how do you... I, I'm not sure how you're supposed to... This pr okay, it may, it may need to be tried several times before you before you oh, before contact. Okay. My name is Harry. If there's anybody there that can hear me, please make yourself known. Give me a sign. Oh. Nothing's happening. Oh Christ. Uh, is, there, is there anybody there? If you can hear me, make a sound. Move something. Oh. If you are there, please, can you please speak to me? Come for your help. 
I need... I need some assistance. If there's anybody there, can you please just speak now, or... Oh. If there's anybody there, can you please... Please say something. Who are you? Uh... I, I'm, I'm, I'm Harry, and, um... I... What is it you seek? Uh, well... Uh, to... We've just, we've, I, I've, I'm half of, I, I've got a podcast, and, um, I was, uh, we were just one. Ah, okay, 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 sorry. Uh, uh, well, well what, it, what it is, is that, um, I noticed that we, we haven't got, like, uh, loads and loads of people, uh, listening to the podcast. I mean, we've just hit, like, 2,000, but I, I just, I just, uh, I just wondered if there was a way that we could, um, get... Get my, um, a pathetic attempt at vanity. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, it's just, a, I wondered if there was a way that we could just get more people to be listening to the podcast. That's all. That's all. Uh, Have you considered just being better? Well, uh, I mean, yes. And yes, yes, I mean, we have considered that, and we have wondered that maybe the reason we haven't got as many listeners as some other podcasts is that we're just a bit, a bit shit. Well, I'm, uh, I, I suppose I, I just, um, is there, please, demon, I mean, is there just any way that we could just, um, uh, just make. Oh, cease! Oh, sorry. There is one way. Oh. Uh, but first, are you prepared to make a sacrifice? Uh, as, as in, you know, like a, like a, a goat? Or no! The one way in which to gain more listeners is for you to sacrifice three of your current listeners. Hey, I mean, oh, I'm not... I'm not too sure, like, uh, how am I supposed to pick, uh, I, d I don't know what to... You need to pick three listeners who also have podcasts. We shall steal their listeners and bring them to you. Well, um, uh, oh, will they, will they know it's, will they know it's me that's, that's done it? Just pick! Alright, okay, 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 okay. Um... Three listeners who have podcasts that we can. Uh, um, I'll I'll pick um, um, uh, Mark Cockrum. Mark Cockrum from uh, all of all of Time and Space. Um, he's got he's got a few listeners. I don't really want to I don't want to sacrifice him. But can you stop walking? Cl um, uh, who else? Who else has got uh, listeners? Uh, uh, Jim Jim Cameron. Um, uh, the Crino Podcast. The Crino Podcast. Um, 
We'll steal. Ah. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, God. Uh, Ross, uh, Ross Aitken from um, Gallifrey's Most Wanted. Uh, uh. <laughs> you have made your choice. Now live with the consequences. The listeners will be yours. But their lives shall be told. Oh, I thought we were just stealing the listeners. I thought... It's just a bit harmless, but... Episode twenty nine of Who Can Convince You? Is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm Luke, and I'm Harry. You know when you fart on the plane? Nope. Right. So I don't know why, but I think it's God's curse, a curse that's been put on me. Mm. When I'm flying in a plane in the comer- oh, in a commercial yeah. in a commercial jet, right? Mm. Not Daddy's yacht this time. <laughs> no, not Daddy's yacht. My sphincter manages to just want to, yeah, pulsate and says, you know what, we're going to crack some right good farts up here, 30,000 feet up. And you just can't, can you? But, I tell you what, when you go to that toilet, the in-flight toilet, yeah, and you let one out there. Say, Unreal. <laughs> she's got 10 minutes left before, you know, they say, get your seatbelt on now. Unreal. Unreal. Is it? Unreal. See, I don't fly very well. Why? Uh, why don't I fly very well? I just have a severe fear of flying. Is it the flying or is it the taking off or the landing? The whole thing. From the moment uh, from the moment the holiday's booked. Is it because you're too high up? Is it because you're trapped in a little can? All That's of the very above. Very flimsy. All of the above. You know, when you look out the window, you see the wings going up and down. It's flimsy. From walking through the airport, to walking through the x-ray, to walking and getting your bags, getting on the plane, the taking off, the worst, flying, mm. landing, mm. getting off the other side. I hate, I dislike flying so much that it puts me off the holiday, mm. because all I'm thinking of whilst I'm there is the journey back. I'm exactly the same. Yeah, it's not the flying itself; it's the airport. That's why I hate most. I just, yeah, I just, I can't bear it. Can't bear it. When was the last time you flew? About three years ago, probably. Well, it's not too long. Two years ago. To Paris. Correct. To Paris. Re Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour. Je t'adore, Right. So, um, any anything happened these past two weeks to you? Has anything happened this these past two weeks to me? Other than, well, I've been attempting to get some more followers. <laughs> uh, I'm yet to find out if it's worked. You sent an audio message about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I've not. I've, uh, I listened to ten seconds, and then you stopped. 
Because you called me. Right. So apparently, <laughs> because you called me. <laughs> um, apparently, when you post something on Twitter, yeah, unless somebody comments on it or likes it, yeah. the chances of it getting seen nil are very, very low. Mm. Very low. You very rarely, when you're scrolling on your timeline, apparently. You very rarely see posts that have got your... Uh, sorry. <laughs> you very rarely see posts that have got zero or hardly any likes. Because... The algorithm bumps them down, apparently. It forces them down. It does. It does. Mm. So, uh, I've tried some methods, and we shall see if they work. Like what? Well, I've sacrificed some listeners. But... Uh, have you blocked them? No, because uh, well, I'm. I don't know if it's been done. I'm just. I'm just. There's no time frame for I'm these just things. Just following there? the book. Just following the book. Thanks, Vicar. Thanks, Vicar. <laughs> he was lovely as well. Was he? He was lovely. How she, old? He. Oh, he. Sorry. Hey. He. How old was he? Yeah. About eighty-three, four. Has he done this before? No, no. He just let me have the room. The crypt. Where were you? The crypt. Are you in the crypt? <laughs> oh, is that below the the parish? Is it? It is below the parish. Below mm. the yeah the the village parish. Mm. So uh, yeah. All right. What do you reckon about Abba getting back together? They're not. Yeah, they are. Are they? Yeah. Abba. Voi. Go on. Hang on. <clears throat> One of us is lying. One of us is crying. Abba Voyage. With a tour and a new album. No. Correct. Do you want to see them? Well... <laughs> Just let it out. It, it can't be healthy doing They're not going to be there. What do you mean? It's a hologram. Yes, you know what, what they did with Peter Cushing? It, none of them are dead. No. Well, not yet, anyway, but it's... Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Holograms in general. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit weird, but I don't really have a problem with it, I don't think. I don't think I do. It's similar to uh, when films, say when they got a dead actor, like Star Wars. Well, that's what I was getting to. The, they deep like Peter Cushing. Uh, yeah. It's gross. Make money some other way. Here we go. Peter Cushion, 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 What's that? I don't know what that is. Peter Cushion's the actor. Right. And he lives in Whitstable. Lived. And they used to see people used to see him riding his bicycle, buying vegetables. Peter Cushion lives in Whitstable. Peter Cushion, Peter Cushion, Peter Cushion, Peter Cushion lives in Whitstable. Peter Cushion lives in Whitstable. Oh, Peter Cushion lives in Whitstable. Aye. That's. I like Abba. Why aren't they get. Why just holograms? They just don't want to do the the tour. I think the problem is with Abba is that they're such. What's up with them? Well, let me tell you. Go on. I think there's such a big thing. And they've been gone for so long, 40, 40, 41 years Mm. since the last, since the visitors, Mm. that uh, it, uh, 
I think they're probably just a bit scared that they won't be able to pull off the live thing. Because mm. I would be. I would. Be. I've only had two years off, and I'm already thinking it's going to be terrible. It's good because I don't really have to go. Well, yeah, exactly. So they, they've <laughs> they've uh, motion captured themselves playing yeah. the set list. Right. So it is them. Yeah, but but they say that, don't they? But you may as well just see it on YouTube or something. Yeah. So, but mm. they've built their own purpose. But they've they've and again, they've made their own purpose-built arena in London for the show to take place in. Right. Oh, is it, they're not touring? I don't they're... think so. Right. It's a selection of shows. <coughs> so, um, tickets will sell out insta... Oh, they're gone. Because um, <laughs> it, it just will. I'm not asked about going, to be honest. <laughs> well... I mean, yeah, sort of. If it was them, I'd be more... I'm not uninterested. I yeah, think if it, it was just... Those tickets that go, but it's London as well. I can't be asked well, for that. Well, uh, yeah, I'd stay I away, steer clear. We were saying this about... What are your thoughts on ABBA? Great. Yeah. They are great. Yeah, great. I, uh, Do you know they're spelt the same backwards as they are forwards? No. Yeah. So, um... Uh, what I was, was going to say is... Uh, Somebody posted on Twitter earlier on about the ABBA thing. And I've had this conversation many a time with Tim that when people say they don't like ABBA, they're mm. lying. Yeah. They're just they're just lying. They are, aren't they? Yeah. Because my dad and my mum don't like ABBA. See, that, that's not true. It's, but just, when, it's not true. But when it comes on... Um, yeah, dancing. And they're grooving. Yeah. And they're like, oh, who's this? It's ABBA. Right. Or a dancing queen, you know, whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just don't believe. I just don't believe people. Any more news? Yes. What? There's a new podcast on the horizon. Over there. Just over there. See it in the corner? What podcast? Jim and Martin from the Crinoy podcast. Yeah. As you know, they stopped the Crinoy podcast for a brief moment. Thank God. Well, some would say. Um, they are back, and it's oh. about time. Yeah, it is. But hmm? uh, the Chronicle Podcast is on hiatus. Right. So instead, they're doing something new. Oh, they are doing a complete rewatch of dun, da, da, da. Blake Seven. Is it Blake Seven? It is. Yeah, I saw the uh, tweet. Yeah, which is. I saw Blake Seven in a tweet and saw someone's rewatching it. And that was it. You 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 just jumped to the conclusion. So, everybody, it's the Mutoid podcast. See what they've done there? No. Neither do I, really. I'm sure sure it'll become clear. Um, I did start watching Blake Seven, as did you, I think, didn't you? Terribly boring. Well... (laughs) No, I just I was watching Doctor Who, so I didn't yeah, have time. That's the, yeah, that was the thing. So I mean, we've had two weeks to watch. They're going to do... Hmm. Uh, they're going to do it in broadcast order. Of Blake 7. Yeah. And uh, they're going to do one a month. Well, that sounds lovely. Tell you, because I've not seen Blake 7, so it'd be good to listen to the podcast after each episode, because knowing me, I'd only watch one a month anyway. Yeah. So, there we are. Well, um, yeah. They released I'm, once a month as well, didn't they? They're going to. I think the first one's going to come out in September now. So, I don't know when it's going to come out. 
So I want to watch the first one ready. Yeah. So Jim or Martin, if you listen to this, can you just tell us, please? Please. Because I just feel like I'm wasting my time. It's like, why do I bother? So yeah, they're the at Mutoid Podcast on Twitter and Facebook there. You can do the legwork yourself. Yeah. Um, right. So, do you remember... The very first time... Do it? you remember when we did the episode with all of the other podcasters? A little bit. Why? Right. We didn't we, do it with them. We invited them on. Yeah, but it sounds We did better, it with it? them. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did it with them. So... Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you remember. So we received a bit of feedback from Dwayne Bunny. Lovely. And we're going to play that now. Okay. Ready? G'day, guys. Dwayne here from the Sirens of Audio. Sirensofaudio.com. That's the podcast where two upper-middle-aged men try to convince you to part with thousands of pounds so you can properly use those noise-cancelling headphones to isolate yourself from your family and friends for months at a time. Just like us. Harry, I got your message looking for my thoughts on what I would do if I if I were to take over as showrunner, but I made the mistake of trying to rewatch Revolution of the Daleks and I've been in a boredom-induced coma for three weeks. I know you wanted a 10-minute grab, but since most of Australia is back in lockdown, I thought I could only manage eight minutes. That all right? And then, But then when I thought some more, I now think it's only possible to manage six minutes. So what I'll do is I'll give you six minutes now, and then I'll give you a further three one-minute grabs every four months over the next 12 months. that okay? Anyway, what would I do if I were showrunner? Well, I thought back to that golden age of when Doctor Who was at its best, that magical time from seasons 13 to 17 where you could rip off Lovecraft, Jekyll and Hyde, The Mummy, Egyptian, Roman and Greek mythology, The Thing, Frankenstein, The Manchurian Candidate, Phantom of the Opera and the Keystone Cops, and pass it off as your own. It's real easy to be critical now when when that era has been reviewed and criticised to death, but back then as a kid, and without the aid of the internet, yes kids, there was no internet back then, you could do that kind of thing, you could get away with it. But that being said, I think it's perfectly okay to rip things off, if you do it the right way. Robert Holmes, he was a master at it. But the most important thing about that time was character. That's what's lacking these days. Character. Characters today are so one-dimensional that they're either utterly evil with no motivation or completely perfect with zero personality. Characters need flaws. They need imperfections. They need to be wrong. They need to learn. They need to take us on a journey, not just be. That's boring to me, and that's the number one thing I would focus on. Character. Particularly the character of the Doctor. We don't need to know what the Doctor is. We need to know who the Doctor is. The Doctor's always been someone to look up to and someone you'd be happy to be around until recently. Well, at least for me, anyway. And that needs to change. In, in terms of storyline, one thing I'd love to explore is the pure historical. No science fiction elements in a story whatsoever. These are some of my favourite episodes of 60s Who, yet it's something that only JNT has had the guts to try since the 60s. I'm surprised that no one in the new era has given it a try. I think Rosa, in particular, that episode, would have worked much better as a pure historical, for example. Finally, I draw on a pool of writers who know how to write Doctor Who. They've got a proven track record. Now, I happened to listen to your last podcast episode where you seemed pretty happy to slag off Big Finish. And I've got to say, I did laugh. Your Briggs impersonation was fantastic. But... Just think about it. 
Big Finish have been doing Doctor Who for well over 20 years consistently now, with no breaks. They don't have a mass audience compared to TV, and they don't rely on ratings. Their success depends on people like me putting their hands in their pocket and paying for content, every single piece of it. If their stories were garbage, no one would buy them, and they wouldn't exist anymore. No matter how many people want to criticise them, make fun of them, that is the fact. If they were garbage, no one would buy them. Now, it's quite the reverse. They keep going from strength to strength. This proves the writing quality. Why the TV series has only used three big Finnish writers, Rob Shearman, Paul Cornell and Mark Gatiss, still baffles me. I definitely call on the talents of writers like John Dorney, Matt Fitton, Lisa McMullen, Joe Lidster, Jacqueline Rayner, James Goss, and yes, even Nick Briggs. I know he gets bagged a lot, but we're, we're just all as jealous as hell of what he does, aren't we? Combine those successful Doctor Who writers with some well-established TV writers, and I think we'd have an exceptionally balanced round table. And that's all I got to say about that. Did I mention sirensofaudio.com? I mean, I will say, if Nick Briggs yeah. ends up writing a story for Doctor Who... I'm out. I don't even know who he is. I'm not out. I just... Oh, isn't Nick Briggs the one who had a meltdown because someone said he didn't like the yeah. story? <laughs> I know who he is, though. Absolute meltdown. It's, um... You know, yeah, I most, I agree with what you said about the, uh, about new... What you do right, a big, show... Right, big it? finish. Yes. I'm sure they're lovely. All right. I yeah. appreciate how much content they've got. I have listened to a few recently. I've listened as to well. none, so I can never. I just like how you slag it off. However, yes, where do you start? That is the problem. I think there's that's so why I've much. Just opt not to, and they're so expensive as well. Whereas, like a TV episode on Amazon Prime, three pound. Big finish, sixty quid. Pulled that out of my ass. Well, probably though. I, I think all of... is it. How much is it? How much is Big Finish? I don't know. An audiobook. Sure, the Karen Gillan one's thirty quid. Probably about no, 15 quid. The Reptilian. Oh, yes. That was like 30 quid, wasn't it? Yeah. So, Brilliant. or I could get 30 quid worth of uh, a Blu-ray of season 10 well, or something. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'd, um... Oh, shit. I, I'd, uh... I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Thanks for the feedback, Dwayne. I oh. agree with what you had, mostly what you had to say about uh, show running and what you'd do. And I apologise that we slag off uh, Big Finish, but... I don't. Well, thank you, Dwayne. Yeah, thanks so thanks. much for sending in your feedback. Sorry it was a bit late and we couldn't sort of chuck it in with the, the rest of them. But everybody be sure to go and listen to the Sirens of Audio podcast. It's great. Right, let's do a fucking quiz. A big one. It's a good thing I didn't have any news, isn't it? Have All you got right, any news? No. no. Swizz. We've actually Swizz. Thanks for the feedback, Dwayne, we're gonna crack on and do a quiz. Swizz. Do you want to start with my quiz, your quiz? Your quiz. Right. It better be good. It's alright. 
It's alright. Is it? Yeah. <coughs> so go to uh, Luke's quiz. <laughs> go to Luke's quiz. Go to Luke's quiz on, on, on docs. I'm on my way. So this is a, a traditional highest to lowest. What are the prices? Wonderful. Now, there, there's some caveats to this. Okay. One, these are all Doctor Who games. Right. Right, board okay. games. Okay. Two, they are they are not RRP. These okay. are from eBay and they decide the price. Yeah. What are you willing to pay? Exactly. Two, three, <laughs> uh, postage is included. Okay. Four, import taxes are included. Okay. And five, condition matters. That's a tip for you. Condition matters. Apparently. Okay. Also, yeah. I got a bit more news. Have you? Have you heard about the Doctor Who game that's coming out on the 30th of September? No. There's a Doctor Who game coming out on the 30th of September Is on that? PS5, PS4, uh, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S and PC. Okay. It looks alright. Item A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just need to just... Have you ever been miserable because you need a massive shit? Yeah. Do you, do you need one? No. That's a garlic bread pizza earlier on. Oh, starving. God. I haven't eaten anything yet. Because you've been in bed? Yeah. Because I was up to playing your games. Driving back from Leeds. Well. I got in at six. That's a lie. It was five. I got to bed at six. So I fell asleep. It took you an hour to get from your car. No. Oh, was Daddy's yacht in the way? <laughs> was it moored further out <laughs> than you thought? <laughs> moored. Number one. Yes. Risk. Doctor Who. Risk. This... Oh, I've got the notes here. So, this is a brand new, unopened edition of Doctor Who Risk. The Daleks Invasion of Earth board game seal box. That's it, really. You got you got a picture at the back. I don't really know how Risk works. I don't really know what it is either. No, it's a board game now, um, and it contains over 250 pieces. But you can see at the bottom right, on the back, you've got Rose Tyler, you've got John Petwee, and you've got loads of little Daleks. Petty. It looks alright, that doesn't it? Uh, yeah, looks alright. Little Dalek invasion. I'm alright with that. It's alright. Mm. No. Uh, up next. Is <laughs> Yahtzee! I've never played Yahtzee either. Never heard of it. Have you not? Nope. I've heard the expression, it's not. I just. Uh, yeah. just never played it. But. I, I, I really don't know how it works. It's a Yahtzee game, and. 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 it's a TARDIS. I think you put the dice in a TARDIS, and then you shake, and then you. you let the dice die. Die? Go. Well, no, there's dice, there's more than one. What's die? One. one. And you let the dice fall out, and then if you got your, what you wanted, you go Yahtzee. Yahtzee! Yeah. Yahtzee! <laughs> right, is everybody ready to play? The classic. Yahtzee! <laughs> the classic shake score and shout dice game. That's what it says. But it's this is the 50 if I don't shout it again. Transport through time and space. Yahtzee! <laughs> <laughs> No oh, Yahtzee! It's a Yahtzee brand! Brand! <laughs> I tell you what, it's a Yahtzee brand! 
Grab your companion to join the Doctor as he battles his greatest foes with America's number one dice game. What's it called? Yahtzee! Roll three Daleks and two Cybermen... Men? Cybermen. ...for the classic combination, Full House and the Ultimate Doctor Who Villain Rivalry. If you roll five Weeping Angels, you've got the quantum-locked high-scoring Yahtzee! ...with a Doctor Who twist. Whoopee! It looks <laughs> shit. It, yeah, it's just dice in a little plastic box. Uh, so it's it's basically dice snap. I think so. Right. I don't know. Next up, we can now you know the Doctor Who Monopoly board game. Yes. Well, this is the replacement money for it. <laughs> okay. And there's quite a lot you can get actually. But uh, there it is. Oh. It's just Monopoly money with Doctor Who logo on it. Brilliant. So. Oh, oh last, I don't know if you've done this before. But it's Doctor Who, the game of time and space. I don't know any more than that. It's just a box. Have you have you seen this before? Uh, I've seen the artwork, I think, because it's it's not great. It's awful. Um, Tom looks even more pissed than he yeah. normally does. In uh... it's very strange. Yeah. Who's so... the villain on there? <laughs> uh, it's not it's not great. I don't really know what that is. The alcohol. It's, it's the it's the board game where Tom Baker's on the front like. They've tilted him a bit for some reason. It's like he's standing on a Dutch. <laughs> he's a bit Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> he's got one like bigger than the other, so he's coming at you like at an angle. He's got a big foot. Yeah, and there's, there's three Daleks in the background, and he's in an orange vortex. He is. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know what this game is, but it's a game. Right. So I throw it in there because all the rest were new who. So I thought I need something from old who, and you've already done the Daleks, snakes and ladders thing, and that's the other one. Mm. Yeah. Right. All right. I think I'm ready. <laughs> All right then. Highest to lowest, including postage and including including import charges. Highest to lowest. Highest value item for me, I think, mm. is the Tom Baker board game. Right. Then I'm gonna go for Yahtzee. Yahtzee. And then I'm gonna go for Risk. And then I'm gonna go for the Monopoly money. Right. Wrong. Wrong. Bollocks! So, the most expensive item was actually the Risk Doctor Who. Really? Dark, yeah. Right. It was $35. It looks American. Plus £231. No, $231.58 postage. And plus $60.58 for import charges. <laughs> How much? So, it's th the, the item is $35 on eBay. Yeah. But it's another three hundred dollars for postage import. Well, keeping it PC. <laughs> welcome to Brexit, everybody. Aye, aye. Uh, next, it was the the Games Workshop nineteen eighty Doctor Who: The Game of Time and Space. Okay, that's the uh, the one with Tom Baker on the front. The Baker one. It says unpunched. Tom Baker baked. Unpunched slash rare. Oh. What does unpunched mean? Is that when you know. lose and you punch the game? Oh, I think the the pieces must be in like a housing. You know, like airfix. Oh yes, yes, you, yeah. So like, fucking little, clever that was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it was all right though. Uh, so that comes at one hundred and forty six dollars ninety nine. Wow. But <laughs> plus thirty three dollars uh, postage, plus forty two dollars. Jesus import Christ! Charges. So have I told you about some? It doesn't matter. 
doesn't matter. Really? Yeah. Why? What is it? It just doesn't matter. What is it? About import tax. Oh, no one cares. Shit. Um. And then the money. No, and then the Yahtzee! Yahtzee! Uh, comes at $28.99 plus $16 postage. Yeah. And then finally, Monopoly replacement money, which comes at $9.59. They're all American things. Yeah. Right. Plus $19.50 for postage. I'm not too sure why they're all American. I don't know. Perhaps you went eBay.com. It was, on the, did, app. It was on the app. Oh. I know. Perhaps it's because you use that um, uh, VPN because you don't like people seeing your search history. Speaking of which, <laughs> you can do the same with NordVPN. NordVPN. Brought to you by. <laughs> right. We're not sponsored by NordVPN. We're not sponsored by. Who was the people I said we were sponsored by? Oh, Hooters. We're not oh. sponsored by Hooters. Are we not? No, I wish we were. Bollocks. Tits. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not sponsored by. Rubicon. A family drink. Right. So that was because my, we, did you like that quiz, did you? I did like that. Yeah. So, because we missed last week, yep. we decided to do a bumper quiz. Oh. And I thought I'd change things up a little bit for you. Okay? We're not going to do a Doctor Who quiz. Because who's listening because of that? 100% of the audience. Yeah. So, I thought I would cater to the older listener. In majority, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. but it's going to be a food-based quiz, right? Okay, mm-hmm. and I thought this instantly came to mind because when you look at us two, what instantly comes into your mind? Cocks, food. <laughs> <laughs> other than <laughs> other than Jabba the Hutt, when you see us two, food. What do you think? KFC. <laughs> So I have I've gone to great I've gone to great detail to sort this out for you, okay? Right, yeah. I went on the internet and I ordered the Wiltshire Farm Foods price list Amazing. booklet. Yeah. Okay? It yeah. came today. No, can I see it? it uh, no. You can't see it yet. After the after the quiz. Okay? I saw you order that. I know, it came yeah. quite quick, that, didn't it? It did come quite... It arrived today. So this is the it Wiltshire Farm... today. This is the Wiltshire Farm Foods Bring Sunshine to Your Door Spring Summer Collection. There's the cover. Oh, now, I will say... I'm getting very hungry. I wasn't that sure on the pricing of Wiltshire Farm Foods. Mm. But judging by the cover, it's going to be expensive. Can I feel? For a free... It was free, but I had to order it. Oh, order yeah. it. I had to order it. <laughs> I had to order it. <laughs> Have you just spilled your drink all over you? And again, judging by the cover, mm. the booklet is quite expensive looks quite expensive so I don't know what it is so just bear in mind there's over 340 dishes to choose from easy ordering and no contract order by phone online or direct with your driver call we're not giving them the sponsorship I mean we've already said who it is so we may as well go the whole hog haven't we it's 01244 836786 or visit Wiltshire Farm Foods M no sorry 
I read I read it wrong. It's WiltshireFarmFoods.com. Yeah. Why would there be an extra M in there? <laughs> M.com. <laughs> WiltshireFarmFoodsM.com. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to the main meals section. Okay. okay? Do, 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 they, do they do desserts? They do. Okay. I'm going to give you one of each, okay? Okay. Please bear in mind... Do I have to guess the price? Yeah, you do. All of these meals... Yeah. It's free delivery. Nice. Okay. There's no minimum order from what I can work out. Okay. So you just order a sausage roll. And they all come frozen, ready uh, to put in the microwave or the oven. What? So I thought they were, like, ready to eat. I don't think they are, you know. So they're just microwave meals? I'm assuming That's so. shit. So, yeah, they're, they're ready meals. But made with quality. And be, you know it's quality because they've got a picture of a farm and a tractor inside. Wilshire Farms. So, let's have a little look. These are all just main meals. Main meals. Softer foods. Oh, right. So the, the back section is basically... Uh, I think it's for people with difficulty eating. So we'll We don't have that problem. Apparently not. <laughs> I'm not being funny, right? Just have a look at... In the softer food <laughs> section, there's the puree classic chicken and vegetable casserole. Nice. Have you ever seen peas, uh, beans that look more like cat food? Oh my god, <laughs> that's awful. You'd retake that photo, wouldn't you? Right, here we go. It looks like a lung. <laughs> oh, wait, this is one for you. <laughs> a pack. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Pack of five chocolate eclairs, mm. pastry with a sweet cream filling and chocolate topping. It is nine point eight grams of fat. <laughs> How much do you reckon for five a pack yeah. of five chocolate eclairs? Four pound thirty. Do we re- is it higher or lower? Higher. No, lower. £3.60. He's going lower. £3.60. Shit me. What? £3.69. Okay. That's not too bad. Would you like to... What's your favourite pudding? Um... I really like ice pudding. Nice pudding. Nice... Rice pudding. Rice pudding. I really like rice pudding. Um... But most of all, I love ice cream. Okay, well, I've found rice pudding, so we'll ignore ice cream. Okay. We'll go for rice pudding. Okay, so... <clears throat> cough in the mic. Rice pudding. Our classic rice pudding. Comforting, warm, and an all-time favourite. Uh, it's a bowl of rice pudding. I don't know how else to explain it to you. It's a bowl of rice pudding. How much and how much fat? There is four, 7% fat. Right. 4.9 grams of fat. Rice pudding's quite expensive sometimes, so I reckon it's like £4.50. Ooh. Uh, higher... I'll stop doing that now. Higher or lower? Higher. Incorrect. Lower. Yes. £4.20. 
one pound nineteen no pence. Can I see a picture? It looks like mash. <laughs> Which one is it? Oh, it looks like what you lance out of a big old big zit. boil. <laughs> mm. Now, bread and butter pudding is something I've never really understood. But bread and butter pudding. <laughs> I like bread and butter pudding. Oh, I really like bread and butter pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I really like bread and butter pudding. One of my favourites is bread and butter pudding. <laughs> this has got your name all over it. <laughs> How many grams of fat? 15. 21% fat. Oh my god. Here we go. Would you like the description? Yes. No, okay. Sausage, chips, what? and beans. I thought you were doing bread and butter pudding. No, I was joking. Oh, okay. You, well, I assumed you'd have seen the price. Sausage, chips, and beans. Hmm. That does say... That's my name, that. Here we go. Two tasty pork sausages with a rich onion gravy served with chips and baked beans. Gravy and baked beans? Yeah, a weird decision, yeah, isn't that? Yeah, I don't like that. Oh, do you want me to guess the price? Uh, ideally. Right, so it's it's, it's going to have to be like £3.60. Very close. £3.71. Oh. Three. It's a bit £3.59. £3.79. Shit. Should we do one more? Is it worth it? Yeah, one this, more. That was the pork section. Would you like to go more uh, puscodding? Pudding. No, fish. Cannot. Ungamreich! Breaded fish. Uh, I'll try and say it a bit less. Breaded <laughs> fish and chips. Breaded fish and chips. Breaded white fish served with golden chips and peas. Now I can only describe the piece of fish as a slab. Let's see. Which one is it? That one. Is fish square? Well, it's been cut in in such a fashion, isn't it, to yeah. make the uh, the fish a slab, a brick. Right. The peas look nice. Peas are you can always get peas right in microwave. Peas are great. These are chips again. Now microwave chips will be soggy. Always. There's no get around that. The ones from the McCain. Fa- no. The ones from Farm Foods, mm. they're microwavable frozen chips. No way. Excellent. No way. Yeah, not soggy at all. I highly, I highly recommend. Right. I'm gonna go there. The, honestly, and get them. they're great. Are they in a bag? They're in like a, a sack. We get. <laughs> you get like four boxes in a pack. All right. Excellent. Okay. The quality is honestly astonishing. Farm Foods. Yeah, farm foods. Eat less, live less. Yeah. <laughs> Spend more, die early. How much for the breaded fish and chips? Uh, I'm gonna. Well, fish is always more expensive, so I'm gonna go for four pound ten. Are you gonna go high? Are you gonna go higher or lower? Lower. Correct. Four pound. Three pound thirty-five. Oh my God. Thank you for playing pound. Wiltshire Farm Foods. Return in next week. I might just nip my Can I see the book? You can see the book. Do you want to do one more quick quiz? Oh my god. Alright. A bumper edition. Bringing sunshine to your door. Wilshire Farms, Est 1991. Alright, no. please take this seriously now because I've taken ages to 
to do this. This is the quiz to end all of the quiz. Okay? Please take your time when answering this, okay? This is the first of what I hope are going to be many editions of Did You Hear That? Okay? Hmm. So, Luke. Did you hear that? Yeah. Thank you for playing. Well done. Here we go. <clears throat> Is that was that it? That's shit. <laughs> Quizzes are getting way too long now. Yeah, it's horrendous, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's taking up most of the podcast now. Anyway. Well, thank you for sticking around to the end of the quiz. And uh I think it's time we move on. to start this yes. week yes my story this week is the creature from the pit it was it <laughs> from season 17 serial 3 aired from the 27th of october to the 17th october of, 17th of november 1979 written by david fisher directed by christopher barry produced by graham williams Script edited by Douglas Adams and music by Darley Simpson. Marimba. 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 It is four episodes long. (laughs) Four. (laughs) Four episodes long. Would you like it? Oh, my God. Would you like a synopsis? Yes, please. The fourth Doctor and Romana 2 receive a distress signal and arrive on Chloris. Clarice. Yeah, I was thinking that every time they said it. Clarice. It is Chloris, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is a lush and verdant world with only small quantities of metals, all of which are controlled by its ruler, Lady Adrasta. Adrasta keeps order with her aid of her huntsman. Nearly said something else then. Adrasta keeps order with the aid of her huntsman and his wolfweeds, mobile balls of vegetation. A band of thieves, led by Torvin, organise raids on her palace to steal whatever metals they can. But in the minds of Chloris is something huge. A creature thrown into the pit to be forgotten. And the Doctor is about to join him. Well then, doesn't it have a gender? I think it does have a gender, judging by the look on the monster. Jesus Christ. What do you mean? Massive knob. <laughs> I um, remember that when he's, he's he, do you remember when t- <laughs> it looked like a willy right. hello <laughs> horrible what did you think of the creature from the pit I I I I really enjoyed this are you surprised no Incredibly watchable. I was to be—I don't know why, but I was uh, really hooked to what every character was saying the whole way through. I don't know why. Story-wise, it's a bit tame. I find with a lot of Who, 
especially old. Mm. So they do drag their feet for the whole story. Really build Shuffle. and build and build until the last Oof. 10 minutes. Yeah. Right, right. we got to sort this now. Shit. I don't know how we went from the doctor falling down a hole to them pulling a sun. <laughs> uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's my only complaint. Okay. No, it's not. Um, but I liked it. Yeah. I did. I liked it. Tom Baker. I think this is the best episode he's been in for me. So far that for I've you. seen that okay. I've seen, yeah. Um you can see where Tennant gets his inspirations. Mm. You can. You can, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Baker's better though. Yeah. Baker's best. <laughs> There's nothing like a nice slow fuck. There's nothing like a nice slice of Baker's best. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good brand that. Baker's best, a brand you can trust. <laughs> <laughs> at Baker's Best, we only use the finest wheat and barley for our Baker's <laughs> Best buns. Barley. <laughs> wheat and barley for our Baker's Best buns. Oh my god, that's a good brand. Is it a real? I think it's a real. Probably. What did you? Baker's Best, the succulent option. Indulge. Baker's best bun. Get lost in our big Get fat lost. fucking buns. <laughs> Get lost in Baker's big fucking buns. Raisins <laughs> you can chew for hours. A nice big slice of meat in one of Baker's buns. Right, what did you think of it? Well, before I watched this for the to do the podcast. I remember it being absolutely crap. Right. And I've probably seen it twice before. Right. And I completely wrote it off as just being crap. Hmm. When I watched it the first time for this, hmm. I couldn't believe how good it was. Yeah. The first episode is fantastic. I reckon it's the best one. After the first episode... They do start to drop, and the final episode is the worst. For yeah, me. I think two and three are not as good, but they still yeah hold up. But I think the problem is, is that the first episode is so good hmm. that it would be really hard to get the rest of the story to, you know, to live up to that first episode. But it's so snappy; it's filmed really well, and I think a lot of it helps that it is on film. All the like jungle stuff is in Ealing, isn't it? Studios, mm. so it is all on film rather than looks video. Good. Looks great. Looks good. It's yeah, it just looks great. So, I think it, I just thought it was fantastic. I could watch it again now. Very, happily. I could as well. It was just great. Yeah, really, really good. <clears throat> Let's break down. Break down, DJ. The Doctor and Romana arrive... Have I already read this? No. The Doctor and Romana arrive on Chloris, an abundantly fertile world in which... Ex, which is... Ex, is this the synopsis or is this the... The story. Right. The Doctor and Romana arrive on Chloris, an abundantly fertile world which is extremely short of metal. They fall into the hands of Lady Adra... They fall into the hands of Lady Adrasta, a ruler whose power derives from her monopoly of metals on the planet. 
she polices her people with carnivorous wolfweeds controlled by her huntsman. Those who displease her, she throws into the pit, a worked-out mine which contains a terrifying creature. The doctor finds himself in the pit with Adrastus Cortus. Right, okay. <laughs> Episode one. The jungle forest stuff yeah. looks great. Yeah. It just looks great. It does. The, the dialogue is brilliant. That's my biggest takeaway from this. Just how witty it is. How much they all... They're all so confident in their roles, everyone in this. It's very strange. I ca- the There's thing not with- one weak no. character. And the ones who usually are the weak ones, like the guards, they don't say anything. Yeah, which is the best way to do it. But Tom actually takes the piss out of them. Like, they're the, the most... Uh, yeah. Polite guards. Yeah. He's ever seen. I'll- it's dead good. I- it's dead good. It's dead good. <laughs> I think it's dead good. <laughs> Uh, the what the big takeaway for me for this story, comedy in Doctor Who, never works, never works. No, this in this it made me chuckle. Everything that is supposed to be funny yeah. in the story made me laugh. Weird, isn't it? It's really strange. Yeah. Well, the biggest the one that has etched itself on my mind is <laughs> is in episode one, where the Doctor gets captured. And he's talking to... Uh, hang on. Bear with, bear with, bear with, bear with. Uh, talking to Corella. You know, the, the ugly woman. <laughs> the older one? Yeah. It's not ugly. And then Romana appears, and they say about the commander. They say, oh, we the found commander. We found your commander. <laughs> and he goes, what commander? Oh, that... The commander. Hello, commander. And he turns over his shoulder to Romana to say it. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, it's just great. All of the co- all of the comedy is is good. Uh, One thing I don't like about this story. Well, hang on. Go on. Let's talk about what we do like. Okay. Overall, first, I like how good it looks. It, visually stunning. It looks great. It, when yeah. was this made? Seventy-eight, really? yeah, seventy-eight, seventy-nine. It broadcast in seventy-nine, so oh, probably well, seventy-nine then. About that, about now, uh, yeah, seventy-nine. A lot of focus pulls, correct. A lot of intent, like there, there doesn't seem to be many mistakes with the camera work either. No, it's great. It's very, it's great. Intentional. Yeah, it's great. I do think. A lot of it is in the first episode. After that, they're like, "Let's just get the story down. Let's just film the story." Yes, I mean, it's not, it's not a void of nice camera work. It's just, I mean, the first shots in the jungle. You got nice close ups, close well, close ups. And well, stuff I like think that. this was the first. Not like I don't think I know. This was the first story for season seventeen to be filmed. So, I think, even though it's the third in broadcast order. It was the first to be filmed. Right. So I think a lot of the budget went quite obviously, I think, really, on this because it just it looks great. Yeah. Um Christopher Barry's other stuff though. It it's great. All of his stuff is great. Brain Morbius. Yep. Uh Robot. Robot. 
Robert. You haven't seen that one yet? No, you haven't seen that one. Uh, the Demons, Power of the Daleks. Can't see that, obviously. Uh, mutants. People hate the mutants. I think it's great. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just shot so well. Visually stunning. Uh, I, I like, especially the jungle bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a good contrast with uh, the Pertu one, the Planet of the Daleks. Yeah. That's a jungle one. Looks like shit, the jungle. It does, doesn't it? When uh, this, it, it, I don't know, you know, I think so. Well, let me finish. I think that's probably best. I think what would be best for you to pipe down right now, fat ass. Now, me and Leroy have made a pact not to call you fat ass anymore. Have you? You've just said it. Yeah. You little bitch. Little bitch. Do you know what one gets me most? Go on. Fatty. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Come on, fatty. Come on, fatty. Can you tie your own shoelaces anymore? Is your gut in the way? (laughs) It's like trying to lean over a football, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the jungle in Planet of the Daleks didn't look great. Well, you say that. It didn't. It doesn't look great, but I think the jungle stuff does help that it's... on film in this in this or Planet of the Daleks well I'm talking about Planet of the Daleks yes but what I'm saying here is that I don't know whether the jungle in this looks any better completely yes I think it's just that it's on film uh, can I go on you can finish your thoughts now if you go to episode one the jungle Mm -hmm. you know whether in the jungle and other bits here and there rarely show the floor correct rarely show the floor a lot of close ups Makes it seem a lot bigger. Lots of mist. Makes it seem much more dense. Um, and added detail. Mm. That wasn't in Planet of the Daleks. It's just a lot nicer. Yeah. Much more competently shot. Wonderful. Uh, it's awesome. I will say, there seems to be no apparent reason other than a couple of hard nights. Why is Tom so sweaty in the first episode and nobody oh, yeah. else is? He's dripping. He is, isn't he? Look at him. Like nobody else is. He is the only one who is soaking. Especially like the bit that we just said about the command of it. And they show the close-up of his face. He's absolutely dripping yeah. with sweat. I don't know. Maybe at well, night. A night. Uh, knowing what he's like. No, you can't always assume that. Luke. What? <laughs> He was pissed. Do you reckon? Yes. He is sweating his ass off. Yeah. No, she looks quite wet. <clears throat> no, not as not as much as him. I will say as well, Lady Adrasta. She's brilliant. Yeah, she is. Cow. Yeah. Proper cow. And but she's one of those people like she's only attractive because she's so horrible. Didn't feel attracted towards her. Really? No. In a weird way. What do you mean? Just in a weird way, isn't it? No. No? Okay. Um, In a really weird, strange way. Strange way. way. I like her house. It's very nice. Yeah. A lot of metal. No, yeah, it's it's great. The sets are great. They are. I don't think there's a dud, really. Other than maybe the monster. But we'll get to it. Shall I, shall I continue a little bit with the story? Go for it. 
The Doctor finds himself... Now, I would actually disagree with the monster. Because what's the one thing you think of when you see the monster? Knob. Fatty. Big. Gluttonous. Blob. Glutton. Now, and this story um, does focus on... It it focuses on many aspects of the human condition. uh, Gluttony. Um, Monopolisation. Daddy's yacht. Daddy's yacht. You know, hoarding. All about that, wouldn't Especially when K9 is. With the last scene in particular, Joe um, Adastra. What's her name? Adrasta. Adrasta. Not the head woman, the woman. (laughs) Oh, yes. The Uh, ugly one. uh, It's not ugly. Corella. One of the last scenes of episode four where Mm. uh, Corella. Corella Deville. Um. (laughs) Says that she'll sacrifice the earth, mm. sacrifice everything and the people on it. Just so you do metal. anything for yeah. ultimate power and yeah. all other of metal in the universe. Of course. Can I? Fuck it. <laughs> but all this because they want material things, and that blob I think is there to signify that mm. that in the in in the core of people on this planet, there's always a blob. There's just a blob that's just always hungry and wants anything. Well, there we go. The Doctor finds himself... Oh, this is a shit monster. I mean... The Doctor finds himself... No. The The Doctor finds himself... The Doctor finds himself in a pit with Adrasta's court astrologer, Organon. Or his brother, Organoff. (laughs) Organon. Organoff. Come on. There he discovers that the creature is in reality an ambassador from Tythonus, who came to Chloris to exchange metal, which the Tythonians have in abundance, for chlorophyll, which is extremely rare on Tythonus. Jesus Christ! Frightened of losing her monopoly, Estrada has kept Erato, the ambassador, imprisoned in the pit for many years. Erato has not been able to communicate with the Chlorian, cl- with the Chlorans... But with the Doctor's help, he is eventually able to reveal the truth. The Huntsman turns against Estrada and she is killed by Arato. Estrada's treatment of the Tythonian envoy almost brings total disaster to Chloris, even after her death. But with Arato's help, the Doctor manages to save the planet and the Ambassador returns to Tythonus. To Tythonus. Okay, so the plot. He's an Ambassador. Come to do like a trade agreement. She ain't having anything of it. Chucks him in the mine, and he can't get out. Who? Uh, Arato. The bob. Blob. Big blob. Right, okay. So, and he can't communicate without his little shield that you have to touch. Yeah. So, all that goes on. But because he's, he's trapped in a well, yeah. his people... I'm happy with that. No. So, it's like saying, right, well, because you've locked my cat in the coal shed, yeah. I'm going to come round and slaughter your babies. <laughs> because basically, it's like he's been put down a well, yeah. and they're going to send a neutron star yeah. to explode the solar system. It's a bit... It's a bit much, isn't it? It's a bit... Right, let's just... They might let's be go to Costa. Example. Let's go to Costa... Let's have a drink and we'll just sort this out. Blob to blob. 
Blob the blob. Now, one of the things that I don't quite understand with the story Mm. is why they're all obsessed with metal, because it isn't explained. It is. Is it? Yeah, because metal's so valuable. But, yeah, but where? What do you mean, where? Where is the metal valuable? What do they do with it? Like, when you've got the... What do you do with gold? Fucking bling it, man. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, but the, like, the cavemen... Yeah. What are they doing with it, other than just... Sell it. Wanking over it. Sell it. To who? There's more than just these two locations on the planet. Yeah, but this isn't... None of that is explained Oh, but you can assume, though, can't you? Because they're going to sell it. To who? I don't know! Look, could you even get riled now, trying to back up... What a stupid question! You don't... I'm sure the writers thought, they're not that thick, are they? They're going to have to put some sellers in there. You miserable. So, that's why. So... And the set design's awesome as well. Yes, yeah, great. Because there's no, there's not one piece of metal in there, apart from that big metal jug there. <laughs> <laughs> you, re- you really like that scene in episode one as well. Yes! With, with Romana, don't you? No. Scene? The one you're looking at on your screen right yes. now. Now, you told me what? and the listeners that you don't like Romana. She's a piece of work. In what way are you saying that? What? It, what? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Are you doing that in a sort of Sid James way or? <laughs> no, she just said that she's she's a miserable bitch. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> she's good. I like I her. I think she's great. Yeah, I, but she's miserable. There's some. She's just a head teacher. Uh, there's some. Strange like a, acting choices. A, a fucking nurse who just... Please, can you just check where my dad is? He's yeah. going to die soon. It's not the system, love. There's nothing I can do. You can't pull out a finger for me. Oh, no. right. Well, thanks, Karen. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Dale. Sorry, no, it's not with him. It's, been, it's not one of my roles. Um, <laughs> not one of my roles. <laughs> you've got enough on you. Romana. Romana. Sorry. <laughs> Um, you know when K9 gets uh, covered by the balls yeah. by the sprites yeah when she says K9 there yeah you'd have said can we have another go K9 K9 oh there is one other bit as well Joe when the TARDIS shakes yeah in the first episode as well and then Romana just like dusts herself off and like oh that was that the, was shit. It's weird because she's great in the bit with the bandits. Yeah. Where she sit. Yeah. And you'll do as well. I like how thick they are. Like you. I like the, how big, how fat the main one is, like you. <laughs> Fatty. Is it weird sometimes looking in the mirror thinking, what is that? Every time I walk past you know, the shop window, I yeah. wonder if the glass isn't straight. You know, <laughs> do you know when you look at your mirror and think, I need to get a bigger one? <laughs> <laughs> I can never get back far enough to get myself in. To get myself in shot. <sighs> it's why I've got that fisheye lens on my phone. Fisheye lens. Just to get me chins. <sighs> All of them. To all 12. 13. And a pack. Like one fatty. Um, <laughs> there's some weird acting choices in this, but I don't think they bring it down 
at all. No. Um, I think that's why we noticed them. Yeah, because everything else is so yeah. up, you know. Up, 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 up into up, the business sky. Yeah, 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 like fucking an eagle. Um, one of the down points for me mm. is K9. Why? Well, it's not the it's not the right K9. I didn't even notice. It's David Breerly. Oh, not that guy. I don't oh, know the voice is. is terrible. It's he's so emotional in it. Emotional in it. He is. I did notice that. And you just don't know what... I don't... I like, like him more like that, to be honest. Oh, no, I can't bear it. No, I like it. It's more like a character, though. Oh, it's awful. Awful. Coming! <laughs> Fuck off. It's like, suck the whistle, don't blow it, so he goes away. Mm. When Romana gets that whistle. Right, yeah. Um, it's, it's very sexual, this episode. Blow it. Blow it harder. <gasps> like I'd... Um, I just don't. I don't. I'm not a big fan. You of You don't K-9 buy it at all, really. K nine. Yeah. Shit. But I like how he's not really in this episode until he's absolutely needed. I just uh, anybody can do an impression of K nine. Don't. I'm not going to. Good. So why is it impossible for David Breerly or whatever the hell his name is? Why is he doing weird? Oh, I, I can't. I can't be doing with it. Hmm. I can't be doing with it. Hmm. It's annoying. Hmm. Um, what about the end? K9 puts a little tongue on the on the uh, on Arato's the shield knob. metal thing. Yeah, <laughs> awful. I want to get that shot. Well, it, it's, that it's doesn't a, make sense. It's a, it's, a, it's a willy. It doesn't make sense though. You know, Arato communicates. Sorry. Arato communicates by you touching the shield. Yep. And then he uses your larynx to speak. Yes. Canine is a robot. And the doctor's mouth is shut for some of it. And Romana's mouth is shut for some of it. It's all... They don't speak when they touch it. Yeah, but their mouths, their mouth is uh, shut. Mouths yeah, I know. They don't do anything. Yeah. So how does that work? I don't know. No. And K nine when he's touching the shield and Arata sounds like K nine. Well, K nine hasn't got larynx. He's a robot. I don't know. And they definitely say larynx. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like another explanation might have been better. Yeah, maybe. Maybe telepathy. Oh. Something like Clever. that. Clever. You just hear it. Yeah. Maybe. Why well, does it have to have the shield to communicate? Is that cause, just because it couldn't communicate before? Just because. Or I think it's just the... Did the, the woman trap that their voice in the shield? No, no, it's just the... It's the race. Yeah, it's just the way it is. It's annoying, it? isn't it? It's just the way it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's it, really. Well, the ending... Well, are you just not you're not going to speak about the monks. You're not going to speak about the. Well, I was just gonna, I was gonna, I was just gonna get to that. But as we're doing the plot, oh, okay. Well, let's go. Let's, okay. The two. Um... Oh, he makes it, doesn't he? He makes a shield in the wall. Wait, what? Does yeah, he? he does make a shield in the wall, doesn't but it's he? not the shield. And then the doctor bursts through it. It's got that. Yeah. And it takes you such. It takes you by surprise, but then you think, well, why have you done that now? After you've just been telling everybody to be careful. 
smashed his throat as well. I reckon Tom is proper, like, cocky in this. Like, when the camera's out off. Oh, it's annoying. I reckon he is. Get me a coffee, would you, sweetie? No, I reckon, yeah, I reckon he's proper. I reckon he probably shagged his way. So, the <sighs> engineers, one of which is Terry Walsh. Engineers. I think that's what they're called, aren't they? The monks. Yeah, the two... Uh, oh, they are engineers, yeah. Yeah, is that what yeah, they are? I think so. They're all Something like that, aren't they? Yeah. One of which is Terry Walsh, stuntman extraordinaire. This is his last uh, appearance in Doctor Who. Ah. Oh. And the other is Morris Barry, director. Well, the one gets, who gets thrown down the well? Terry Walsh. Oh. The other monk, as we say, is Morris Barry, mm. director of Tomb of the Cybermen. Hmm. Who apparently is more of an actor than a director. Right. Strange. He did Moonbase and Tomb of the Cybermen. He did Moonbase first, did he? He did. Stick to your acting. Yeah, he did. I was just trying to work that out then. Um, so, uh, you know, so the creature... Hmm. You've already said your thoughts on it. Hmm. It is a big knob. But they... they uh, it, has, it has one. Yeah, it does. Graham Williams called Arato a giant syphilitic phallus. And the whole crew burst into laughter upon seeing it, prompting Williams to reprimand it. Jeffrey Bl- uh, Bailden claimed that there was an outtake in him saying, Oh my, that's a big one. Arms were added to distract were added. from its phallic appearance. Uh, I don't think the creature, thinking back on it, I don't think it's that bad. It's not, I didn't think it was that bad. Watch it. I think the only thing that is a bit odd mm. is the CSO. Where you get it like keyed onto like the bigger creature, and it looks a bit iffy. But when it's just up close like that, just a blob, I think it's all right. You know, I can't remember what bit it is, but I think the the blob's um, outside of the building. Oh yeah, and yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. it come through the door and the window. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Is it just people behind it? Like, yeah, I think there's two people in it. I think. The whole thing, yeah, right in the blob. Um, so getting to like the the end of the story, what do you think about the like the resolve of it? We're not going to talk about the magician, not magician, the fortune teller, the fortune teller, astronomical advisor. Yeah, (laughs) I think he's great. Yeah, he's great. That's my favorite part. Everybody's great. He's one of my favorite parts, though. Yeah, he's funny. He is. I Everybody. hate his bit at the end, though. Funny, though. It's it funny, funny, but... Why? You just think, why is this happening? Yeah. Um, the guy's standing right there. What are you doing? Mm. The huntsman looks a bit uh, S&M as well, doesn't he, in his leather... Yeah, whip. whip. Yeah. Whip. Mm. Um, but what about the balls? It's so phallic, this episode. I think the wolfweeds are great. The wolfweeds. The wolfweeds. They're cool. They, they are cool. They look like big sprouts. Yes. Uh, but I, th- I think they're great. Uh, they move as well, which is great. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know how they... They must just be on stream. Just push them. They're not, they're not on, like... But I don't know how they... I don't know how But they're not, on, they're not in shot for long, so they must just, like, roll them. Maybe. Kick them and fill Yeah. Them. Yeah. And I like it when K9 explodes it as well. There's a great effect, though. Mm. It is. Mm. So the resolve... 
what what do you think of it? It's it's a bit rushed, I think. Yeah, it's out of nowhere that suddenly, well, mind you, he couldn't speak Karato, could he? Until no. he had the thing, so he's yeah. probably been trying to say it for fifteen years. Did you hear that? Oh, for fuck's sake! Um, it's not that bad. It's just uh, it's a big contrast to uh, having how. Being it so character focused in the first three episodes, yeah, where, uh, not much action happens. It's just dialogue mostly. Yeah, and it just—it's great dialogue though. All of it is. Um, all of the dialogue in the story is great. But you need that big ultimatum at the end, like, will they do it? Will they? Will they not? Well, it's up until that point, it's such a nice twist that actually the monster isn't the monster. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah, the monster was up there the whole time. Yeah, but. Uh, the the bit that I find just a bit a bit of, a bit of pill to swallow mm. is just the whole he's gonna shit out an egg around the star and all of that bit shit out an egg well he's weaving an egg isn't he or whatever yeah around the neutron star yeah we don't see that though we sort of see the effect of the spaceship going round it don't we but I thought it was like the the the, the the grab the grabber the gravitational pull from the TARDIS grabbing the sun yeah we see that but we see his little spaceship going round it as well I didn't see it? that yeah that's cool it's a little spaceship I don't I don't hate it but it just it feels a bit like like you said at the beginning it's one of those where you've done so well so far mm. and then you get to the end you think oh shit we've got 15 minutes left and it literally is that because yeah, it happens a lot halfway through episode 4 they all say, well, thank you, Doctor. Well, don't thank me yet, because we've got, like... <laughs> there's another ten minutes to yeah. go here before... <laughs> so it's like... Full time, somehow. It could have just finished there. Could have. They could have just dragged it a little bit longer yeah. and just had it while you were... And it, hey, I think that would have wrapped up quite nicely. Who slaps Romana? Is it the... Lady Adrasta. She Ooh, proper slaps her yeah. as well, didn't she? I'm sure it's real. I don't think it's a... No, it looks like a, hard. Yeah. That's the haste of each other. That'd be funny. Oh, Maybe yeah. Tom had a bit on the side. Oh. Because that's his wife, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. What, they're not married at this mm, point. Maybe he's got both in the bag. Maybe. Tom. He's banging. Mm. Double banging. Baker's double banging buns. Baker's big banging buns. Um, I think the music's great. Dudley Simpson as ever. Right. Um, some nice little themes. Nice little themes. Yeah, works well. Yeah, works really well. Um, yeah. So overall, closing thoughts. I think on this one, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Mm. I thought it was a very good watch. Um, I think it's it, it sits head and shoulders above other episodes I've seen. Yeah, and. It's rare that it focuses so heavily on dialogue. Where Tomb focused on action. Mm, yeah. I'd sort of agree. Ish. I agree. And where Brain and Morbius also focus on quite heavy dialogue, which is nice. Yeah. Caves of Andazani did everything. Yeah, I'd say that. That feels like a feature film. I'd Caves say Caves is still very dialogue heavy. We got a load of action there as well. 
Well, yeah. Big set pieces. Hmm. Caves, why? Oh, Caves, Caves of Androzani is the end, isn't it, of Peter Davison's era, isn't it? It is, yeah. It just feels like a feature film. It's crazy. But yeah, I'd give it a green. Nice. This one. I think it's great. Uh, do people think it's great? No. Really? Why? This isn't looked upon very positively. Right. I think mostly because it's in season 17, and a lot of people just write off season 17. Like I write off season 10. Yeah, of New Who. Yeah. Um, uh, now, I've always had a soft spot for Destiny of the Daleks and the City of Death hmm. that are in season 17. But after watching this and after watching the Horns of Nymon, I've got to say, it's turning... It, to me, season 17 is turning around to be... Actually, these are all pretty great. Hmm. Horns and Iron isn't great, but it's Have I not. Seen that? Yeah, yeah, it's the one we did with Mark Cockrum. Lord Nymon. Lord Nymon. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not awful. It's not as bad as fandom has you say. But Destiny's great. This is fantastic. City of Death is great. So, and I always used to think this was crap. I don't know why I did. I don't know why you did. Aren't you glad you revisited? I think probably it was just little w- little Harold. There was no Cyberman. Yeah. There was no Daleks. Yeah. So it was just little Harold was not in. He wasn't into big phallus monsters. So, talking. Exactly. Just talking. Heavy, Boring. heavy, heavy. But yeah, I'm going to go green all the way for this one. I could go A green very, well. very pleasant would, surprise. Would you have seen it if you weren't in the podcast? I would have probably seen it again yeah it wouldn't have been yeah I think I probably would have forget uh, but yeah season 17 apparently is one is the new uh, Blu-ray box set coming out and I can't wait to see what this film stuff looks like mm. and the City yeah. of Death film stuff in Paris I'd like to see what great. Yeah. so is it coming out with the exclusive collector's edition thing or is it just a normal it'll better? be the big one first and then Shitty cardboard yeah, case. Yeah. Want the it's too big. It's horrible. too big. Anyway, hey. so that was a very pleasant creature in a pit. Not shit. Or is it? So, my story. This was a journey to the centre of the TARDIS. Season 7, episode 10, aired on the 27th of April, 2013. Uh, the writer was Steve. Director was Matt, with one T. Weird, that, isn't it? Matt. Uh, producer was Marcus. And the music was... Maury. <laughs> <laughs> Synopsis. Yes. The Doctor's TARDIS... <laughs> is captured by brothers running a salvage company in space. In the process, Clara gets lost inside the time machine. To save her, the 11th Doctor... To save her, the 11th Doctor promises the brothers they can have the TARDIS if they'll help search for his missing companion. They agree, only to find that what lies at the centre of the TARDIS can kill them all. Full stop. Thoughts? Um. Well, when I watched this first time... I enjoyed it quite a bit. Really? Yeah, it's just different. Now, I like because uh, at this point in the, in New Who they're really exploring the TARDIS. They are, and then are they? 
Yeah, and then the next series, I think. One Room. There is another rap. I thought it was this one, but it's not. There's one where Warwe and Amelia Pond, mm. <laughs> Amelia, uh, get lost inside the TARDIS. Right. And like, you can see Rory going mad and stuff. And that's pretty cool. I like that. There's one where we see the TARDIS take the form of a woman. Yeah. And I can't wait to do that episode because you're going to hate it. It's horrible. It's not. Yeah. It's not awful. It's got a great vibe to it, but you're making the best of a bad deal. It's thingamajiggy as well, isn't it? That plays the plays the TARDIS. I can't think of what her name is. I don't know what her name is either. Helena Bohemian Bohemian Carter <laughs> wannabe. Yes. Really, isn't it? Yes. Bit mean. Bit true. So. Thoughts. What did I think? Now I watched this with my doting other half. Um, I gotta say we weren't impressed. Right. Oh shit. Mostly, there's horrendous acting in this. No. From the the crit- three brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. They're Most absolutely. Of- no, they're no. not. The robot is. He's awful. All three of them are terrible. They're not terrible. The one who's supposed to be a robot is terrible, though. Um. Now, I'm not a big fan of TARDIS exploration. I am. Because it's never good. <laughs> because... We just don't see anything. It's not. It doesn't live up to the hype, does it? It's this infinite thing. Yeah. And what do we see? We see a swimming pool through a door. A big a library. library. But we've heard about the big swimming pool. In the yeah, library, we've seen a swimming pool before in the Tardis. Not good. Well, it's just. Oh. I'd like to see like one of the companions' rooms in there. Well, John, you know I mean? who like, does oh, that? What's this room? Oh, it's Roman's room. Hey. Yeah. This is where Amy fucked. Wow. Um, it's just... Yeah. It was it was poor, I'd say, for me. Hmm. I wouldn't watch it again. Oh. But it did make us watch from here straight up to the 50th. And I've got to say, the next episode after this, The Crimson Horror, yeah. we thought it was fucking great. I know why I can't remember that. Why? I skipped it. Ah. I just wasn't in the mood. It's got my, uh, uh, what's her name? I don't know what I was going to say then. My uh, Catherine Stewart. The one who's in Game of Thrones. She's uh, passed away now, isn't she? No. Well, she is. The, the woman in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, di- not Diana Rigg. Um, oh, God. Catherine Stewart. It is Catherine Stewart. Who's that? The, the... Who's that? Oh, the lizard woman's wife. Oh, yes. Yeah, it does have her in it. She's great. Yeah. I've I've convinced myself that she should have been a companion. Mm. The, uh, it's great. The story is great. After we watched that. And it made us watch straight up to the 50th. Even though after that episode, that is great, you do get Warwick Davis in the next one. You get the Sideman one as well. That is the Sideman one. It's horrific. Is that the one with the kids? 
Yes. It's awful. With Matt's terrible acting of being the cyber it's planner thing. so bad. Dreadful. Dreadful. Matt in this is fantastic, though. Yeah. I think he's all right. I didn't... I, I, I think he plays his version of Doctor so well. I think he captures what he wanted in the first place. Where it's silly and, like, a bit manic, but not so much funny. It just... I think he just captures it. I will say, by the time we got to the 50th, there's only, like, four episodes, is it? Five episodes? From here you didn't to the watch 50th. the big fat fuck TARDIS though, did you? Joe, where uh, Rivers dead? Yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, awful. Yeah, um, I don't like River Song. I'm not a massive. She's uh, she's wearing. But um, I, I the only time I really like River is the uh, and she's not in it. No, with her last episode. I really like that one. They are great in that one. Do you remember that? You might like that one. Capaldi and River. They almost do like a heist. It's great. I don't know. Oh, it's a really good can't episode. Think. But, um, I can't remember what I was going to say. Something. Gone. 50th. You were watching up to then? Yeah, we watched up to the 50th. Um, I got halfway through the 50th before I got bored. It's not very good, the 50th. It's not that it's not very good. It just. It was late, I think. That's all it was. It was late. Uh, so, but uh, by the time we got there, I know what I was going to say. By the time we sort of got to the 50th, I sort of, I got the Matt Smith thing. I got it. I was like, I, uh, right, uh, I, I see yeah. why people like him. Oh. Because he's very good at his thing. He, especially It's just that thing isn't, isn't for me. Okay, that's fair. Uh, but I get it. Yeah. I, I get it. Like, so I, I quite liked... I find him, he plays it like a quirky Peter Davison. Okay. It's, he's very out of breath, acty, quick, fiery mm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But with the sort of, the probably the, the jokiness of David... Sort of. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, it is probably like David Tennant, Peter Davison melded into one, but played by a young bloke. Why do fans really, really, really want to form their opinion of doctors by like splicing together other doctors to form an opinion? Well, I think it's just. I think it's the only way of doing it, really, isn't it? Of comparing it to what's come before. Okay. Because I think otherwise you, you just say. I find it's incre- it can it. be very detrimental to the doctor though doing that. Yeah, but like I think Jody's. if you do, if you, unless she's you just do fucking that, coffee of everyone else, she should be fucking fucked. But I think unless you do that, compare with other doctors, you just end up saying, "Well, he's playing it like Reg Varney off on the buses." And it's like, well, <laughs> what has that got to do with doctor? How can you say that? Because you yeah. don't know what Reg Varney was would have been like. Yeah, but it's like uh, yeah. But I get. I guess it's a, it's a lot easier to explain how this doctor is by, by compa- compa- yeah. Yeah, yeah, rather than saying the mannerisms invoke this. Yeah, I think it, of information that could be adhered to. Uh, Tenant zero sounds like talk sport. I What's think that? the thing is is like the only way I think for you to really compa- compare or like assess anything in Doctor Who is to keep it inside Doctor Who or inside the TARDIS. Act 1. The Doc and Clara get sucked into a salvage ship 
um, by a, a magno grab. Uh, the Doctor introduced himself to the three engineers on the ship before realising Clara is still inside the TARDIS. Now, when uh, the, three on, the three brothers, mm. I don't know how I feel about them. I think they're dreadful. I right. think they're absolutely dreadful. Okay. Uh, I, d- I don't know if there's any other way I can explain it, really. They're just... They're awful. They're really awful. Right. Um, they serve no purpose. They have no presence. Uh, no. It is it is as if they went and thought, right, we need three actors. Yeah, they, we need something else. Let's close your eyes and just <laughs> pick three out of the yellow pages of actors. Yeah. And see what we get. It's just... they were They were awful. They yeah. were awful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Sorry. Now, the uh, the Doctor's feet are on, underneath all the rubble. Joe and the TARDIS crashes inside the room. Some yeah. crash gets pulled, doesn't it? And then he just gets up. I like his introduction, though. Matt's introduction. Yeah. Joe the little bickering and he's, you know, barges in. That's like how Matt deals with them. Matt makes these people better. That's when you know he's all right. Yeah, he I mean... Does. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's just... He makes these these three tolerable. And when they're inside the TARDIS, uh, Matt's giving them the countdown. I, I love that scene. It's one of Matt's greatest scenes, I reckon, in his run. Mm. Very diverse. Yeah. No. He handles threat and anger very well. I think. Uh, not as good as Capaldi with the anger. Um... But just, I don't know. We In that scene, you got from that what I think the writers wanted, wanted you to, which is, is he being serious or not? I remember the first time I watched it, I wasn't really sure. That's exactly what I think they were going for. Because he loves Clara, Matt does. See, I don't like that. I, I don't like... I, I love Clara. Incredibly prote- protective of, of, of Clara. I think Clara's great. Um, and this is the story that what she's wearing yeah. when I think of Clara this is what I think yeah. of as Clara when she looks like she's got the shower at the end with the towel over her shoulder that not bit. that one not that one okay um, <laughs> Clara's great she's fantastic I, I just think she's great um, I do like their relationship as well I don't I do because it's not to the extent is it's, they're trying to I, I don't know if they're trying to, but it's a very similar thing to Rose and Tennant. Blech. Disgusting. Blech. Completely agree. <laughs> this is similar, but a whole different approach to it, and it's a lot more subtle. And we don't really see that Clara's got these feelings for Matt until Capaldi's introduced, and she like really is grieving. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's my favorite scene in this. I think anyway, the first bit. Joey's explaining. We need to find Clara. Are you going to all die? Yeah. Did you like that bit? It's just more Matt, isn't it? It's it's just one of those things that those sort of threats like that make no sense because it just wouldn't happen. The Doctor would not sacrifice everybody's life and explode the TARDIS. Just, yeah. Instantly you know it's not real. Yeah, but they don't know that. I know, but... No, I suppose you could see it as no one ever tell of, you that. I just think it's sort of you could see it in that way of sort of it's funny looking from the outside because you know it's not going to be real, but you get to see everybody else's reaction. But I, 
I just thought it was a bit of a cop-out, really. Right. He could have just said, oh, I'll just give you a load of gold. <laughs> Why is Clara completely lost inside the TARDIS when well, they're in the same room? Yeah, that's that's what Leah picked up on. Weird, She it? said, well, why is she so far away? Why are they both kicked out? Why is the Doctor out the TARDIS underneath all the rubble when he wasn't clinging to the side of the TARDIS when you know, he was getting pulled in? I don't understand how there are, this... There are a few problems with this story. Yeah. Uh, the main, for me... Is the pointless zombies? The doc convinces the crew that inside the ship is a, the hall of a lifetime. One of the few is a robot, by the way. That oh, we would have said that. Clara wakes and searches around the corridors of the TARDIS. The doc and crew go inside the TARDIS, and the doc locks them all in and sets a self-destruct in one hour. Uh, the task is to find Clara and Doc will open the door. <laughs> Act two. They split up in their in their search of fuck. They split up in their search and one of the crew goes to strip the TARDIS console. Right, what? The very point where Matt says, "Right, don't get, don't you can we will split up and look for her. Just don't like mess around with anything." Matt's only a meter away, and one of them says, uh, "Go back to the starting area. Starting area. Strip the console for it's worth." Mm. Why? I just it's just yeah. to split them up. Yeah, it's so you don't get you don't fall into a self-induced coma. Thinking how bad these actors are. Yeah, probably. Give them something to do. They're terrible. They're not nice characters either. They wouldn't even matter to well, the no, best actors that's ever. That's the thing. You, you feel no sympathy to them or feel any warmth to them whatsoever. No. Because they're terrible and yeah. they're terribly acted. Uh, so... It, I, it's, it, it's the classic shoehorned in. I think, speaking of the monsters, which they play as well. I don't know if they play the monsters, but... Well, it's the, the thing same is, isn't it? I think it would have worked much better the story if it was just the Doctor and Clara. I would too. Much um, better. Get rid of the zombies. Or I would. I, I would, wouldn't. I'd get rid of the zombies mm. and I'd have ghosts. That, I was just going to say the same thing. That, ghosts from the past. Yeah, that look like mm-hmm. the Doctor or look like Clara. You could so get away with like, is that Pertwee? Yeah. Don't know. Just blur it out. Too a much bit. bokeh. Don't know. That would have been much better. I just think, uh, yeah, the, the zombie thing is just because we need to have a monster because yeah. it's not Doctor Who if we don't have a monster. Maybe you feel like the fires of Pompeii. The idea is great. It's just, it, it didn't work. No. Really? No. For me, anyway. Uh, and I know some people really like this. I don't re- It screams missed opportunity, but it's not bad. It's not It's awful. not awful, no. It's not. It's not. It's just frustrating great. to watch, especially with all these plot holes. Um, I do like I really like how the, the zombies were shot though um, uh, especially at the beginning where you're not too sure what they are it's pretty creepy there's something lurking inside the TARDIS this whole time we know that's not true but yeah I know, I know what you mean I love how this because it's so vast the TARDIS there could be anything living in there they should do an episode on that anyway um, Clara runs from a creature and ends up in the big 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 library mm. she reads a bit of the history of the time war uh, then is chased again by the zombie thing she runs and finds herself in the control room again but the front door is gone oh, oh no 
this is where I'm a bit lost. Some time rift sort of thing. I don't really know. How has the Doctor spent 900 years in this TARDIS and not really mentioned the fact that it's completely fucked in there? Maybe that's what makes him so crazy. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe spend what makes time in the TARDIS. him the, the raggedy man. Before she's eaten out by the zombie, she's pulled off through a rift to the Doc's version of the control room. He explains that the self-destruct system was a ruse, but now the TARDIS may actually explode. Some couple time rift paradox timeline conflicting dimensions bullshit later. Mm. And now the zombies are chasing the Doc and Clara, and the heat from a meltdown is now causing metal to shoot through the corridors. This is the exact point where I'm I'm like, nah, fuck this. It's just, I'm going to make this a bit Indiana Jonesy. The effect's cool. Yeah. The metal ripping through. The sound's really cool as well. But what's going on? I don't know. What's and then when it on? hits the um, the brother. And it just stops. And we have the whole, he's not a robot, <gasps> it was just a joke. <laughs> the whole bit with the, um, with the brother getting pinned. It's just... Clara and the doc aren't arsed either. Oh, They're really not arsed. At that point, Tim yeah. would have just gone there. Who's Tim? As in Tim. Tim Tim. Tim Tim. Tim Tim. Music, just, music man Tim. Tim. He's just gone there. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll go put the kettle on. <laughs> it's just... Nah. Family values. Yeah. It's this wasn't so needed. My brother. I'd rather just, just keep zombies and get rid of them. I think they're the problem. <sighs> I reckon the yeah. I don't even think that setup at the beginning, like where they uh, get sucked with a magma thing, magna. Yeah, that didn't need to happen. Just Clara just loses her way. Just have something, something explode. I, I reckon ex- something explode in the TARDIS and have her in some sort of parallel hmm. timeline of the TARDIS before it exploded. But so they need to find the crack. To get back into the real TARDIS. And explore have the, on, tar- on the right. way. Have the TARDIS explode. Mm. And then they wake up in the console room with the Doctor and Clara operating the controls as normal. Right. Have them have to go through the TARDIS and do something, find the rift crack to get back into the future so that they can re-establish the timeline. Start the episode with the TARDIS exploding. Yeah. That's better, isn't it? Well, just, you know, something that means we don't have to have those three dreadful actors and the zombies. <laughs> they're not dreadful actors, they're just not very good in this. Just want to say. An exploding star room is powering the TARDIS and the Doc and friends are trapped inside it. The Doc reveals that the zombies are actually the crew in the future after they killed. they are killed in the room. Notice I completely negated to mention anything about that one scene where you've got big white balls on a tree mm. that can create any machine. Yeah. What that scene what was it for? Fill time. It was, wasn't it? Yes. it didn't do anything. We don't, don't see touch the, them. We don't don't s- take them. Right. I guess that 
what is maybe what kicks off Tatar's exploding? It doesn't know. It's just to fill time. It's all it's for. I, I really don't understand what that. It's cool to see. Yeah, that's that's the thing with a lot of the TARDIS episodes like this. They're cool to see, but yeah. they don't do anything. The one before this, because Amy was before this, wasn't it? Amy, yeah. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. yeah. Her episode with Rory when they're trapped in TARDIS. It's mm. better. It's quite frightening. It is actually, it's, it's I hope we get that one day. Where Rory, well, we will someday, yeah. Yeah, but the, the, do you remember that? They're sort completely of. lost in the TARDIS, yeah. like... Rory has to sit through years and years of torment. It's horrific. There's a big feed on Twitter the other day that said Rory is the best male companion there's ever been. <sighs> Act three. As long as they interrupt, as long as they interrupt the timeline, the event can't transpire. One of the one of the three lads um, just falls off the platform to the bridge thing. Are they just trying to do Star Wars there? It's very Star Wars, isn't it? Uh, The human robot and his brother gets fused together by something. I don't really know what happens there either. It's the heat, isn't it, I think? Clara and the Doc aren't affected. They don't even have sweat on. What does that... I don't understand. Uh, The Doc and Clara run through the door, which is open now, and end up outside, sort of. I think it's one bit where we see pterodactyls inside the TARDIS as well. Hmm. I don't really know. Not in this, but in somewhere, I don't know. Um, and then the doc tells Clara about her death as a... Yeah, the doc tells Clara about her death as a Dalek, which is a fan-fucking-tastic episode. You'll love it's, that. Uh, it's that Asylum of the Daleks. No, it isn't, is it? It's where they all have to go to... I think it's one of the episodes where they see the most amount of like actual Daleks on screen at one time as well. I think it is Asylum of the Daleks. They go to Scarrow. Are they eye stalks in the snow? It's got great special features as well. Yes. Yeah, it's Asylum it's of the Daleks. It's a great episode. I don't think it was from my memory. <laughs> it's great. From my memory, it's great. Was it? Yeah. Well, you should watch that together. I think I, I might be thinking of the wrong thing. but Clara's sh- first episode as well. Oh, was it? Yeah. It's f- fucking great, I think, from memory. Mm. It might be like yours. Yeah. But instead of a positive reimagining. Vice versa. Vice versa, it was fucking shite. Um, So the doc tells Clara about her death as a Dalek and about their adventures in Victorian London. They both jump off the fake cliff and across a portal through the, the engine to end up in the heart of the TARDIS. A space that's frozen in time just as the engine exploded. It looks great. It does it's look great. so cool. I think it, it is practical, isn't it? I don't think it's it, like green screen. You'd know. You wouldn't. I think you'd know if it was green screen. I couldn't really tell. So you wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't... Th- yeah, I don't know. I think it, it might have been a mix. Could be. Of some of the things are real, but then some of them are added in. It's nice, though. Yeah. See, it's nice. He's very bow-legged in that, isn't it? Hey. His legs are like that. Like um, like when you pick up a worm. Yes. By its head. Or tail. Or tail. Um, and just as this happens, we get that classic theme again. Dun, 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 dun. Um, they end up back... 
They end up back in the real control room somehow. I don't know how this happens. The shot, like it just cuts and yeah, they're there. They're there. that's really bad. They're not even trying anymore. Um, Why try when you can just do that? Exactly. And <laughs> then Peter Capaldi's here just thought, fuck it. I'll tell you what. Awful. Um, and the doc tries to rewrite the day by going through his crack and delivering a big friendly button. Clara burns her hand when she picks it up. Uh, this is to their past selves before they get on to yeah. before they get dragged by the magna beam wherever it is um, Clara burns a hand yeah which says big friendly button and it, which is completely different to when we see her hand before when she's got the burn on yeah and it's completely different to what is written on the yeah the actual big friendly button I don't it's mind it's in a completely different order it's like three paragraphs on the button it's one it's strange. I don't mind... What are you saying? I don't mind the big friendly button. I thought it was quite funny. Was it quite funny? Funny. What does it mean? I don't know. What happens when you press it? Just sort of restores everything, I'm guessing. That's easy, isn't it? It is just to get out of jail care, It's awful. It? But um, I suppose that's the point, isn't it, of taking the piss, really, of an instant resolve. Like, we can fix anything, just press that. Yeah. But they've made that mistake three times now in this mm-hmm. episode. You can't really do that. It's like Hitler saying... It's like laughing at himself for killing a bunch of Jews. No, laughing at someone else for killing a bunch of Jews. You can't really... People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Don't, especially when you've got Moffat in there. Hey? Wow. Um... The doc presses the button and all is well. The brothers treat their brother, robot, like a human now for some reason. How would they ever know? Do you remember the last scene? Yeah. I well, mean, one of... Yeah. Uh, I was... You were gone then. Yeah, I was gone. Um, and this is the first story to have the TARDIS in its title. So, yeah. Now... After speaking with this out loud with you, mm. with our audience, the episode's fucking shite. <laughs> but I do like the premise. I think, it's, yeah, it's I think the idea is all right, yeah. But it's crap. Yeah. Shame. Yeah, it is crap. It is a shame. Yeah, I'm going to go red. Uh, yeah, I'm going to join you. <laughs> yeah, there's not much more to say. Because uh, they couldn't be arsed finishing it. No, so I, why I, should we? No. Right, thanks for listening. <laughs> every, no. It's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's not very good, actually, is it? No, it's not oh, great. There we go. You convinced me. Well, there we go. Well, yeah, but it doesn't matter what we think. Well, are you going to give it red? I did. Oh. Red. But, of course, it doesn't really matter what we think. Exactly. Let's get to feedback. Get away from this shit. Two bits of feedback this week. One from Mark Cockrum. First up, what? First up is friend of the podcast, Mark Cockrum. Friend of 
us. Mark Cockrum. Mark Cockrum. Mark Cockrum. Season 17 is gold. Season 17 is all golden as far as I'm concerned. I like the cast in this one. Myra Francis as Lady Adrasta is deliciously evil. Mm-hmm. Deliciously. <laughs> She's great. She could eat. She would easily walk into any number of Disney animated movies as a villain. I completely agree with that. She really reminds me of... uh, What's the one where that Lara Croft did a version of? What's the woman who plays Lara Croft? Angelina Jolie Maleficent. Yes. Thank you. The design of Arato is unique. Is that the monster blob? It is, yeah. If you like willies... I think it is unique. Like, if you're going to do yeah. a blob... That's a... It's a big blob. I know a lot of people don't think very highly of this story, and on the surface level, I can understand that. But I think it's just a lot of fun. Most definitely a green for me. Thanks for using our... Yeah, thanks for using the system, Mark. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'll just don't. Well. As for Journey to the Sense of the TARDIS, to paraphrase Matt Barber at Matt Barber UK. The TARDIS interior is a source of fascination and we want to see more. Unfortunately, with each successive glimpse beyond the console room, if anything, it seems to feel smaller rather than infinite. I completely agree. I, I'd i rather just see little tiny glimpses out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, we just see Clara in a room. Like, what yeah. the fuck? It's, yeah, the... Who really hasn't worked out how to do TARDIS stories, I don't think. Hmm. The edge of, just, edge of destruction is pretty good, until the whole, it was a spring. Maybe just leave it. Yeah, perhaps it doesn't need to be explained. Well, like... Um, is that Dwayne, name? Well, like Dwayne Bunny said in the, his audio feedback, hmm. that we don't need to know some stuff. Like, we don't need to know who the Doctor is. No. We don't need to know what the... We know what the TARDIS is. So maybe just leave it at that. Anyway, thank you for that, Mark. Thank you, Mark. And uh, Matt Barber's got a book out, apparently. You said it's about Keith. No. Mr. Day. No. Someone else. Matt Barber. Matt Barber. Yeah, he's got a book out, apparently. Has he? Hmm. He hasn't mentioned it. hasn't mentioned it. So why are you mentioning it? Because he mentions it all the time. Does he? (laughs) Yeah. And everybody mentions that. That he met, said he has a book out, but he hasn't. He doesn't mention it. He doesn't want to say. Does everyone do that? Yeah, everybody. Does oh, is it a joke? Too. Yeah. Does he know about it? Yeah. Is it all funny? Yeah, yeah. Moving on to another friend of the podcast, Christopher Page from the TSP and OE podcasts. Creature from the Pit is a fun story, despite or maybe because of the overacting and underacting, depending on which supporting actor. You have the scenery-chewing queen, and I'll just lay down here, leader of the rebels. (laughs) And in between, you have Tom blowing a big green appendage. Somehow, it still climbs above all of it, and is really fun and enjoyable story. It is enjoyable. We forgot to mention, when K-9 stuns the leader of the rebels, and he sort of lowers himself to the floor rather than falls over. Did you notice that? Brilliant. It's the best death in Doctor Who ever. It's very good. You can see his eyes wide open. It's dreadful. Like, let me just... He waits for everyone else to move out of the way yeah. so he can fall very gracefully. Or, Lower himself yeah. to the ground. 
Journey was much like most of Modern Who. A great idea, poorly realised. Thank you. That's exactly what I think. We could just cut out 20 minutes. Half an hour. Half an hour. Thanks to Matt Cockerham and Christopher Page for your feedback. Thank you very much. Uh, as always, Matt Cockerham is on all of Time and Space Podcast and Nerdology UK. You can find them on Twitter, give them a follow, give them a like, do all that stuff. And Christopher Page is TSP and OE Podcasts. Very well worth a listen and a follow and a like and a share. So, yeah. I think all that is left now is for us to say what we're going to be doing next, next time. time. So, next week... We're going to be doing a normal episode, but also next week, hopefully, hmm. we're going to be recording another a bonus episode with Tim. No way. And we've. Am I there? You are. Oh, brilliant! You can be. Yeah. And we have. I've discussed this with Tim to sort of go a little bit non Doctor Who related. We're going to be talking about theme tunes. I like it. Okay? Mm. We're going to be discussing our favourite theme tunes. I've got mine. And just seeing where it goes. So we would love to hear any of your favourite suggestions. Yes, please. So please. I'll, I'll put, please. So I'll put a, th- a thread thing up on Twitter for that. Mm-hmm. If you could all give that a like and a share. Much appreciated. Beat the algorithm in it. Oh. And then... Uh, uh, We'll be recording that sometime next week. People always blame the algorithm. You're just shit. You just... Well, that's what the demon said. That is what the demon said when I asked for help. Have you thought about just not being shit? I thought that was rude. You should upload that to YouTube because you might get... Yeah. See what happens. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so we'll be recording that next week. So if you've got any uh, favourite theme tunes that you'd like us to discuss... uh, We'll be recording that next week. But... I got go something on. to say. Have you? Christmas episodes from now on, reserved only for Christmas time. So if you get a Christmas episode from the randomizer, We haven't got any old Who Christmas episodes. Who's we? As in classic. Us fandom. Yeah. <laughs> Us. <laughs> the we. Uh, well, I do. So I'm going to yeah. reserve them. Oh, I just got one then in a randomizer. So I'm going to wait Good until plan. Christmas. Good plan. Okay. Okay. Oh, fuck me. So for next week, uh, our normal stories that we're going to be covering, I do (laughs) apologise. Can I point out, see, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Can I see what the episode is before? Oh, you've not done it? No, I I know what it is, but I'm I'm not too sure what it was. Oh, you're going to absolutely hate it. Who's going first? Speaking of loads of dialogue. Go on. Alright. It's midnight. Midnight. You don't remember midnight? No idea. Everyone at home is probably going, oh shit. Series 4. So we've got Tenant. Episode 10. Are we ever going to do Christopher Eccleston? It's the randomizer. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> The Tenth Doctor and Don Noble go to the leisure planet of Midnight for a simple, relaxing holiday. However, life with the Doctor can never be that simple, and things go horribly wrong for the Doctor when he decides to go off on a bus trip to see the Sapphire Waterfall. 
Starting with the bus shutting down. No, full stop. No, yes, yes, full stop. Starting with the bus shutting down. When a mysterious entity infiltrates the shuttle bus, no one is to be trusted. Not even the doctor himself. Dot, dot, dot. How are we feeling? You're all right. I mean, we'll see what happens. But if you think that's bad, yeah. in the Mighty 200, my story came 196th. <laughs> okay. And in the uh, 2014 First 50 Years poll, it came 237th out of 241. Mm. It is, of course, Season 19, Serial 7, Time Flight. What? Time Flight? Yes. It looks racist. Oh, so this is like the, the last four episodes of that season. Whilst investigating a vanishing Concord at Heathrow Airport, the Doctor and his companions are thrown millions of years back in time where a mysterious alien called Khaled, I don't think it's Khaled, I can't remember, is trying to control the ancient powers of the Xerophin. I think that's how you say it. This is the only problem. When you're not that familiar, because mm. it is shit. Is it? Uh, it's quite tricky. It's got Peter Davison now. I like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we got Victor Earth? Foxtrot. <laughs> have, um, we, have we seen Earthshock? Have I seen it? Have yes. we seen it? In the podcast, no. Right. But we have watched it. What? Oh, Earthshock's where... Um, Adric dies. Fuck, I wish we could watch that one. It'll, it'll all happen Hadrick. at some point. That's the first Doctor Who classic story I actually watched. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? If you could, if you could rewrite, ta- rewrite time... Yes. ...and choose another story for me to watch for the first time... I'd have gone Creature from the Pit, probably. Why? Because it's that good. Well, I think it'd, I think you'd be all right with that. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, so if you've got any feedback to leave us on Time Flight or Midnight, you can do it the usual ways. On Twitter, follow us and at Who Can Follow us. And, uh, if you um, do that. If you don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, you can email us as well. Who can convince you at gmail.com. We understand if you don't now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough one. Um, and also, it will be fun, though. It will be fun. And also... Your suggestions for your favourite theme tunes yes. as well, please. What's your favourite? Well, we'll save that for the <laughs> okay for the podcast. Okay. I think we're only allowed one person to pick Doctor Who, so if you're quick <laughs> and you suggest that one, okay, you know, see what happens. Well, I've got to go. There we go. Got places to be. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll see you later. Thanks for listening. Thanks everybody. for listening. Uh, and sorry for next week's choices but it is what it is Um, so yeah hopefully my little plan at the beginning worked and we've ended up with some more listeners hello new listeners you're right Uh, so yeah thanks for listening take care my little pony stay safe that's my favourite my little pony so skinny and pony what so yeah thanks for listening everybody take care Stay safe. Ugh. Do all that good shit. Bye. And we'll see you later. All right, bye. Bye. Jesus Christ. Whoa. (laughs) 
You can send us your feedback and comments by contacting us on Twitter at Who Can Convince or send us an email to who can convince you at gmail.com. You can also send us some audio feedback, either as an attachment in an email, or you can visit speakpipe.com forward slash who can convince you. Be sure to leave us a rating and a review in your podcast platform to help people find us.